Wait a minute, I hear something. Oh, what's happening, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Dr. Movie, your favorite podcast that's currently behind the steering wheel of a car in 100-degree weather sitting in the parking lot. I thought I'd take the time to finish this one up. To end our week, we are looking at another listener's request from my buddy John Bell. Uh, He requested that I look at Dead Silence from 2007, James Wan. I mean... That's pretty much all you need to know. Who doesn't like a little James Wan, right? Now, there there is a problem, right? Because there's a formula, right? He uses this formula a lot. Most of his movies are all very, very similar, right? Little bitty differences here and there. If you don't know James Wan's movies, I mean, come on. The Conjuring, Insidious. You kind of see where I'm going with this, right? So... This one is not really talked about that much, and that's the reason John brought it up. He said that, you know, he feels like it kind of gets a bad rap, but he thinks it's a pretty decent movie. And we'll see. You know, that's what we're here to talk about. But yeah, James Wan, to me, you kind of know what you're getting. You're going to get jump scares galore, uh, and you're going to get a, it's usually a an evil ghost revenge story, right? And usually at the end, it doesn't end like you would expect. It ends with, you know, a bad thing happening, right? So, but this one does have a clever kind of twist to it that I that I enjoy. But uh, let's let's see uh, what we got here. Uh, boy, this is a, it's a long synopsis. Um, it says, after his wife meets a grizzly inn, Jamie Ashen returns to the creepy hometown of Raven's Fair... To unravel the mystery of her murder. Once there, he discovers the legend of Mary Shaw, a murdered ventriloquist who whose eerie presence still looms over the town. He is desperate as he desperately digs for answers, Jamie encounters the curse that took his wife's life and threatens his own. Yeah, I mean that's that's a pretty good synopsis. It's got a six point one out of ten. I can get behind that. Uh, why to watch? It says it's amusing, twisted, and terrifying. I like these three-word reviews. I need to do a podcast of just three-word reviews. It'd be like a three-second podcast. Hi, I'm Rick, and this is this movie, and it's thrilling and terrifying and twisted. See you next week. <laughs> Man, that's the way to do it right there. I did do a little stint of about, I don't know, three or four episodes of five-minute Movies, I think I called it or something. I don't know. One of those things of trying something different. And, uh, yeah, try to cram in a whole review of a movie in just five minutes. And it was basically, yeah, it's a movie. It's made it this time. It's a horror movie, and it's good. <laughs> so, all right, let's look at some of these others. These others, why to watch? It's beyond good. It's one of the greatest revenge films of all time, and there are some incredible shots in that film. You know? I don't know that I can really argue with it. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's one of the greatest revenge films, but it is pretty dang good. It contains dolls, is scary, good acting, impressive music, and interesting story. Yeah. And that's usually the problem, right? If one of those things falls short, uh, 
the whole thing comes unraveled, right? I think this does a pretty good job of holding it all together. Let's see, here's another one. It had intense jump scares and scary elements uh, all through the movie, and it had a good plot twist at the end, which is just what I just said a minute ago, right? Were you listening? It's exactly what I said. Uh, every strategy the antagonist has at their disposal could seemingly be compromised with relative ease, but thankfully, well, it cuts off on the rest of it. Anyways, um, that, that was a weird one because it didn't really completely fill it out there. As far as our cast, um, Judith Anna Roberts plays Mary Shaw. Um, she's been in a few things. Uh, she's in, a, in the movie The Last Thing That Mary Saw. How about that? Um, Eraserhead. So she's been around fast food, fast women. I mean, she's she's been in some stuff, right? Eraser head's kind of what I think of. We got Ryan uh, Quanin in this. Uh, True Blood. Uh, what else am I thinking of? I don't know. That's just what I think of. Uh, Amber Valletta. Amber Le- Amber Valletta from uh, the Transporter movies, right? And Hitch. Uh, what lies beneath? I think. Uh, Donnie Wahlberg, you know, and all through this movie, guess what he plays, people? That's right, Deputy Lipton. He plays a cop. Who would have thought that Donnie Wahlberg would pay up, play a cop, right? Uh, and he's hanging tough in this movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, Bob Gunton uh, plays Edward Ashen. He's the the father in this movie. Uh, first thing I think of and I think of him is Ace Ventura, right? He's like the his boss at work, I think. Something to that degree. He's in Ace Ventura. I, when I saw his face, like, oh yeah, Ace Ventura. I'm sure he's been in other stuff. So let's talk about this one. Um, again, James Wan formula. I can tell you already, I can tell what sources he's pulling from and there's nothing wrong with that right but this movie is basically saying i've got this formula that works right that i've used in some of the other stuff um but what is everybody scared of people are scared of scary dolls um and then the backstory of of mary shaw is very freddy krueger like right uh, a kid goes missing. They blame her for it. The townspeople get together and kind of do her in, and she gets her revenge. That's that's Nightmare on M Street. Um, and again, it, but it's done in a way to where it's it's different enough, right? You do get a lot of backstory in that, which I do appreciate, uh, and it's just enough. That's another thing I like about James Wan, and he, he doesn't get too crazy with the details. He gives you what you need to know. So uh, that's another thing that I like about his work instead of just explaining you to death about everything. Now, there is quite a bit of explanation for sure. Some things are scarier when you don't know. But I think in this case it kind of works. So uh, there's also a bit of uh, Argento's Inferno, which we just covered not too long ago. Because there's this whole underwater scene, uh, kind of an escape route that happens, and it it's... You know, there's mannequins and dolls floating down in the water or sitting, like, in this room that's filled with water. You know, it's, it's got that same kind of aesthetic to it. So you can tell, again, 
he's pulling these different elements and putting them together in his own creation. And you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna rip somebody off, rip off the best, right? Do it right. And uh, overall, the story, uh, Mary Shaw is a doll maker. Well, it starts off with a, a young couple uh, goofing around the house, and there's a knock at the door. And our main character goes to the door, opens opens it up, and there's a box there. Opens it up, and there's a dummy in it named Billy. And they think it's some kind of gag or whatever, and his his fiance or wife uh, is kind of making light of the whole situation and thinks it's kind of creepy but kind of funny at the same time. And um, our main character leaves, and bad things happen to the wife, right? And when they find her, it's like she's dead, but her mouth is like pulled wide open and her tongue is missing, which is, as we find out as this goes on, that's the way these murders are happening. And, of course, we have no idea what's happening. He goes back to the hometown, meets his estranged dad that he hasn't talked to in years. He's had a stroke, and he's in a wheelchair, and he's got a new wife. So apparently he's gone through a few wives. And... uh this one's a lot younger, almost the same age as our main character, Jamie. And uh, they're trying to patch things up, but the son's like, look, I'm not here for that. I'm here to ask you a question about Mary Shaw. They don't give her a lot of details, but as this thing goes on, you kind of get the deep red investigation thing, right? When I say deep red, Argento's deep red, right? Where now our, uh, our uh, hero is... Looking for clues. He wants to figure out the mystery, which is James Wan 100%, right? He loves those kind of stories. And, uh, except for Aquaman. <laughs> um, we won't talk about that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, there is a ton of jump scares in this that work really well. Um, there's some great shots in this movie. This is a well-made film. Now, if you don't like it because, again, the, the story's been kind of a... It's kind of a rehash of those things. We, it's like, is he a one-trick pony kind of thing? It's kind of like what we said about M. Night Shyamalan, right? All right he's going to always try to throw this thing at you at the end, right? So, yes, there is a formula for James Wan in this time period. But, I, I don't know. I, I think I kind of like this one maybe even a little better than some of his other ones. Uh... And because again, I know the, I know the the sources that he's pulling from, and you know it it, it makes it work. Um, when it's all said and done, when Mary Shaw had died, when you find out what happened to her, and why she's coming back and getting her revenge, she had built over a hundred dolls, right, that she used in this ventriloquist act in this theater, right. And again, you get more backstories as goes on by the the, the local uh, uh, undertaker talks about. You know, things he saw when he was a kid, and there was a kid that went missing, and he kind of heckled her at the show. Things got out of control, but the boy was missing for all this time, and, you know, the townspeople assumed she did it, and they pull a, they pull a Freddy Krueger on her, right? And uh, it just kind of rolls from there. Uh, it leads us to finding out on the back of the doll that, you know, it's got... Mary Shaw's name on the back and that's what kind of leads to the whole investigation but it's going to lead to the old theater where she used to perform 
which is all broken down and decrepit and we get back to the the studio I guess the where she was building the dolls and stuff in the theater so you kind of see all this stuff and again when she was buried she had been requested that you know she be buried with all the dolls well as things go on also our main character is being investigated by that's right Donnie Wahlberg and uh they actually go out and dig up the graves and find out that none of the dolls are out there so um there's even a little bit of monkey's paw in this where he tries to get rid of the doll, the Billy doll that's the the culprit of all this stuff. But as this as this goes on, you find out that Mary Shaw's spirit can kind of jump from doll to doll. And uh, that's kind of how this thing all works. And there's also this family curse, right? Because of them, you know, killing Mary Shaw and she planned a revenge and she knows exactly who to go after and all their offspring and that's kind of the nuts and bolts of this movie uh, with with creepy dolls I mean who isn't scared of weird creepy dolls right we just did magic not too long ago ventriloquist dummy that is terrifying and there's a difference though because these are made up to be terrifying looking right to a certain degree. They want him to be creepy. Whereas Magic, they were just he was making a doll that kind of looked like himself. And I think that alone makes it creepy because it's almost like he's talking to himself and the split personality kind of thing, right? Totally different ball of wax. But these are engineered to be kind of scary looking. Um, but they also find this book, Mary Shaw's book, and... In there is all these documents, and it's got the missing kid, and it's got all these things in it, and it even has the thing about making the perfect doll. And if you haven't seen this one, I'm not going to spoil it, but uh, I'm, I'm going to kind of leave it right there um, and let you figure this one out. It is a clever twist, I do believe. Um, I didn't think it was as far-fetched as I was expecting. So, I don't know. I, w I was kind of impressed with it. So, I'm going to say good pick, John. Uh, I kind of skipped this one back in the day when it came out. My daughter went and seen this in the theater, and she came back and told me that she thought it was pretty good. Had, uh, again, she talked about the jump scares, right, because it's all atmosphere. And it's done really, really well. And, you know, when you do something enough times... You know, you're going to get really good at, at the aesthetic of it, right? And uh, the, I think the problem was was probably people were already tired of the formula. And then we were just getting bombarded by these types of movies and the type of movies that have that last little kicker kind of ending. But in hindsight, this is pretty dang good. Uh, I'm going to actually give this a 4 out of 5. I, I enjoyed it. And I could see myself checking it out again, getting into more more details. So there you go. Check that one out and let me know what you think. And if you're a fan of this one and there's other movies like this you want me to cover, just drop me a line. Send me a fax. Give me a text. Call me on the Roto phone, right? And uh, we'll make that happen. All right, folks. That's it for this one. We will, you know, check you later.